0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
1: It's like a gut punch that takes your breath away the first time you read it. After you read it, you can't look at anything that has happened in the last four years the same way again. After you read Executive Order 13848, you won't look at the deep state the same way again either. Executive Order 13848 gives the federal government almost total power over social media and search engine companies for the purpose of combating disinformation. This executive order is what gave the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and other federal agencies the ability to censor conservatives, to censor the New York Post, to block the reporting of the Hunter Biden laptop. Before they were done, they'd wipe tens of thousands of conservatives' accounts right off the internet, right off social media, and millions of posts were thrown in the garbage can, never to be seen again. Others, like me, were simply algorithmically disappeared, I've got 30,000 followers on Facebook, but I'm lucky to get 10 likes on anything I post. But who did that? That's what's so shocking. Ask me this last week and I would have told you the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the 12 agencies that the judge in Missouri v. Biden have found censored millions of us. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. Who gave them permission to do it? Who gave them the permission that ultimately resulted in Donald Trump's Twitter account, the Twitter account of the president of the United States of America, the Facebook account of the United States of America to be wiped from the internet. Who gave them permission? I'll give you a hint. This executive order, 13848, was signed on September 12th, 2018. Who was president then? It was Donald Trump. I've attached a link to this executive order in the write-up for this podcast. I want you to read it. Don't take my word for it. Read it. It'll shock you to your core. And after reading it, you'll want to know the one thing I want to know. Did Trump read it before he signed it? Did Trump do this to us and ultimately to himself signing his own political death warrant? Or did he not know? Did a trusted advisor put it in front of him? And he signed it. Here's what this executive order does. There's, by the way, no way this is constitutional. It declares a national emergency that gives the federal government special powers. It cites two bills, International Emergency Economic Powers Act and the National Emergencies Act. It says that the proliferation of digital services and Internet-based communications, think what social media, search engines, has created these new vulnerabilities and magnified the scope and the intensity of the threat of foreign interference. So because so much of our political debate is now on social media, we need to have a national emergency, making sure foreigners with their propaganda and disinformation don't interfere. Because this growth and spread of social media has, quote, magnified the scope and intensity of the threat of foreign interference, I hereby declare a national emergency to deal with this threat, the executive order says. It demands that various agencies in the federal government bring Trump a report uh, within a couple of months. But then it says this, that the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, the Secretary of of Homeland Security and the Director of National Intelligence should develop a framework that'll be used to carry out their responsibilities. Well, that's funny, because that reads like a laundry list of the groups that the federal case on censorship, Missouri B. Biden, just found censored millions of Americans. Why? They were carrying out the framework. Trump ordered them to carry out. Now, to be fair to Trump, the order does say that the efforts to hem in this disinformation, these Foreign information operations should be, quote, insulated from political bias and respect the principles of free speech and open debate, which never happened. But when you're putting the very agencies who at the time were actively framing you for Russia collusion in charge of other people's speech, what did you think would happen? Ironically, this same framework would eventually be used by everyone from the NIH to the CDC to censor the entire debate over COVID, including its origins. Now, here's where this gets really chilling. It gives the Secretary of the Treasury, in consultation with the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of Homeland Security, almost total power over anyone on the internet who disseminates information. So that would be search engines social media outlets. Here's what it does. This is shocking. It gives the Secretary of the Treasury, the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of Homeland Security the ability to sanction social media companies and their owners who allow this foreign interference, this disinformation, or uh, the Harming of of public confidence in elections to happen on their platforms. Now, they can't take over these companies. They can't seize them, but they can do virtually everything else. They can block them as part of the sanctions, as part of the the, the punishment from being transferred, paid, uh, exported, withdrawn. They can't take on new investment. They can't take on debt. Basically, anything a company would do to operate, they can't do if the federal government, all those agencies I just mentioned, decide they have allowed the trafficking on the site of foreign interference, which would be anything the government deems misinformation. Again, Trump at the time is smack in the middle of the Russia collusion hoax. He knows how these people lie to turn this ungodly amount of power over to them is sheer insanity. But it makes, it all makes so much sense for the first time. When you go back and read the Twitter files, I've read every word. And what is going on? This tug of war between Twitter and the FBI, where the FBI is insisting the thousands and thousands of accounts and tweets are disinformation and Russian disinformation. And the good liberals at Twitter, who believe me, don't like the conservatives they're censoring, are coming back. In the internal communications that Elon Musk made public and saying to the FBI, but this is not Russian. These aren't Russian accounts. We can't find Russian accounts. We can't find Russian interference. And there's even the back and forth later between Twitter and the FBI, where Twitter is, you know, where, where, where Twitter's, even Twitter's chief censor is absolutely, Yo Roth is absolutely outraged because he keeps reading in the Washington Post in the New York Times and on CNN that there's all this Russian interference going on on Twitter and Twitter is saying we have scoured every account. We can't find the Russians. These are Americans you're censoring. Again, did Trump ever read this or did he just sign it on the word of his then chief of staff, John Kelly? And if Trump did know that he signed this, In the later years, leading up to the 2020 election, when Trump himself would begin to complain about internet censorship, did he understand that he was the one who had greenlighted it? Did he know? And if he did understand, why didn't he stop it? So at this point, you're probably wondering what I wanted to know next. Are we still living under this national emergency (laughs) that Trump declared that gives
0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: You know why? Because Joe Biden, like these special powers so much, he reauthorized Trump's executive order. I'll put the link for that in the podcast description today, too. Here's the headline on it from September 7th, 2022. It's at whitehouse.gov. Notice of the continuation of the national emergency with respect to foreign interference in or undermining public confidence in United States elections. Ironically, Biden used the same justification. Trump did that the proliferation of digital services and Internet based communications has created these significant new vulnerabilities that leave the United States open to the quote covert distribution of propaganda and disinformation and it continues to pose an unusual and extraordinary threat to national security and the foreign policy of the united states and yep right there joe biden's signature extending the national emergency it'll be in effect through september of 2023 of this year folks this is why biden has built the censorship regime which made him so powerful that according to the judge's opinion, in the censorship case, Missouri v. Biden, the federal government was even demanding the destruction of Twitter accounts that simply made fun of Joe Biden's family. If you're the owner of a social media franchise of a search engine potentially worth billions of dollars, what are you going to do? Tangle with the Treasury Secretary, with the Department of Homeland Security when they could literally freeze any aspect of your business? Or are you just going to take down... Any account that questions Dear Leader, you're going to do the latter. Folks, so many bombshells are going off for me. I've got access to the search engine LexisNexis. It's a database um, of all articles, past and present news reports, television outlets. If you look and you search for the word disinformation, which is now ubiquitous, it's everywhere. When did that word first begin to appear in the media with frequency? Late 2018, early 2019. Why? Because it came out of Trump's executive order. This is why all of this and the left and the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security was a disinformation, disinformation, disinformation. Everything was disinformation. Why? Because it gave them the ultimate power to censor. Trump's signing of this executive order would ultimately coincide with another epic disaster. The appointment to lead the FBI of Christopher Wray. The guy so bad Joe Biden kept him, The guy who ultimately would end up on Trump's front lawn raiding Mar-a-Lago. The guy whose agency is now working with the Department of Justice to put Trump in prison for the rest of his life. That censorship would also give the Department of Justice and the FBI another just insane power they've never had, the ability to actively cover up Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's crimes through censorship. Maria Bartiromo asked Trump this week in an interview if he regretted appointing Christopher Ray. Was it a mistake to put Christopher Ray there? I mean, obviously the FBI is not following any of the things that you're yeah, talking
0: about. Sadly, it Probably was. You know, he was recommended very strongly by Chris Christie, who's, you know, a sad case. I mean, I watch him. He's a sad case. Well, he's in this race, he said, just to take you down. Well, I know. And you know how he's doing? He's at 1%, and he probably won't even make the debate stage. Uh, No, Chris is a, he's sad.
1: He's right. Christie is sad. But so is taking Christie's advice. At the time that Trump took Christie's advice in 2017, he and Christie were sworn enemies. Christie was actually making his living trashing Trump for Russia collusion and trashing Trump's supporters on liberal television. He's still doing that today. He has a contract with ABC. He's a paid commentator for them, and he's still making his living the same way he was in 2017, trashing Trump, his supporters, and the Republican Party. Folks, there's only two possibilities here. Again, Trump signed an executive order turning a ungodly amount of power over to the Department of Homeland Security, to the FBI, to his enemies, without reading it. Or he presided over the greatest erosion of our First Amendment rights since the founding. Deliberately? I don't know, folks, but I know this. Right now, there's two attorneys general from the state of Missouri and the state of Alabama desperate to stop this, and they're winning in court. What they're winning, they're winning back the power that Trump gave these thugs. In the censorship case, Missouri v. Biden, where a judge last week issued an injunction to stop these agencies specifically from censoring. As for me, right now, I personally feel FBI Director Christopher Ray's boot on my neck every day as a person who uses the First Amendment to make a living. I'm so censored on Facebook, I might as well not post. I've got 30,000 followers and I struggle to get 10 likes. I know that I've been algorithmically limited. I'm currently at two strikes on YouTube for posting two true things about COVID. The second strike, nine-month ban from my account. If I get a third, I'll lose it permanently, they say. Donald Trump did that to me. Whether he meant to or not, the outcome is the same. People like me and much bigger people like Dan Bongino thrown off YouTube. I still have my account, but I don't dare use it for fear of that third strike. I see the effects on my accounts every day. I can't imagine how many times worse it is for other pundits. And now we're watching actual politicians like Ted Cruz get censored. Meaning if this continues or we don't get a hold of it again, our candidates won't even be allowed to participate in the debate around elections. And irony of ironies, if Trump's the nominee, he won't either.